This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 Nation or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Hello, everybody. It was a very hot Monday training camp. The pads were on. There was a lot of thudding, and honestly, you already know. Carson and Deshaun kind of stole the show. We'll get into uh, a lot of that. We'll keep you updated now if that we've had kind of a, at least a decent sample size of what they're doing with the uh, the corners and how they're rotating them. I think it's pretty interesting what's going on. Elliot Shore Parks is here as well. He's always interesting what's going on, man. It was definitely a very hot one today. You could tell like right off the bat that it was going to be super hot and they had the pads on and they had the game pants. So it, I mean, it was an intense practice. Like yeah. they didn't hit like I thought, but they definitely got a lot of good work in there. And it was a really good chance to like see where the offense is at and see where the defense is at. It was almost, I think it clocked in. It had been like a, a two hour and 40 minute practice, which is pretty long for them. And I think it was, what did you remember? Three 11 on 11 sessions, at least with all three. Uh, yeah. Th- three 11 on 11s. I think one seven on seven and a lot of reps. I had Carson at something like 28 reps yep. uh, or something like that. So, um, yeah, they, they got in a lot of good work and look, man, I know I sound like a broken record. Whenever I write <laughs> these, these, uh, these practice reviews, I'm always like, all right, Carson and Deshaun again, but like you're down there every day. I mean, that's, that's the big story right now with this offense. Like it's, I don't want to say no one else is making plays because certainly Goddard has looked good. Alshon, when he's being thrown the ball, has made the catches. But man, it's like every day Deshaun makes a play where you're like, can't believe they got that guy for a six round pick. Yeah, and and even today it's like, and just like you're saying with a broken record, but they're making it's probably the both of their best days at training camp today, and it showed. I mean. Uh, the the large bomb that uh, I think was in the first eleven on eleven where it's Avante mm-hmm. Maddox and it's him and it's one on one and you just there's no one that can cover Deshaun you just should never do that like it's I, I, mm-hmm. and obviously I don't I don't remember if there was safety help but sure didn't look like it but you nah know. it was it was one on one and so I didn't see it the line of scrimmage but yeah. all I, what I did see was by the time the ball is in there Deshaun 
two I don't steps know, at two, least. Two, three full steps yeah. on him. Yeah. So clearly didn't go well at the line for Avante. And look, I mean, like you said, covering Deshaun one on one is going to be very difficult for anybody just because at this point, like, again, and that, that's, I think, what I've appreciated so much about watching Deshaun is when you're away from him and he's on another team, you just say, okay, he's a really good deep threat. Yeah. But he, I mean, now that he's in his, you know, I don't know, maybe 10th year or something like that, he, uh, he's, he's a veteran. Like, he's a very good route runner, very good at the line. And when he gets, a, he gets a step on you and there's no safety help, it's basically game over. Yeah, and I know that Rube was here for, for both of them. And, and I, I've never seen Deshaun this close. So it always looks, I just go, wow, he is really fast. But, you know, Rube kind of doubled down today and said, I, he looks like he's faster. I don't know how that's possible. I don't think it's. I don't think it's really that. I really do think the majority of what you're hearing out of training camp is just a kind of a reminder of how fast Deshaun is. I don't think he's you know any faster than he, he used to be, or he's not coming into the the greatest shape of his life, as a lot of people like to say in the off season. It just is truly amazing to see him at year ten still holding up and maintaining his speed. Much like I know Teddy Ginn kind of went through that. And uh, he's a little younger, or maybe they're the same age. I actually can't remember. But it's it's a it's just kind of an anomaly that your the speed is, is supposed to go once you're past thirty, and it's not there. And Elliot, not even the bomb, but I mean, he's getting behind everybody. He got behind every starter that that you know was was thrown against him. And you can look at that as good or bad, depending on if you're really high in the corners or really not. But he did it to Douglas, and it was a, like a thirty yard drag route almost that he kind of got behind uh, Malcolm and Razul, and it was a great throw by Carson it, on that one. Best throw of the day. It was a. It had to be a toe tap. The ball had to be right there. And it was, and then he did the same thing on the next 11-on-11 11 11 session to Sidney Jones for 20. It was just like, God dang, yeah. this team, I mean, the two of them, this is exactly what they needed. They both needed each other. He needed to get out of, you know, Jameis Winston uh, and, and finding Carson Wentz. And to me, you should be putting to rest if you do, and I don't know how you feel about this, Elliot, like I don't believe Carson Wentz has a problem with his deep ball at all, and this just kind of keeps reminding or hopefully reminding a lot of people that it, it's a it's a really good deep ball so i'm happy you brought that up yeah okay. because all right i looked up uh on sports info solution um now i would say we can change the yardage if you want because i have it up right here but on passes of 20 plus yards so i would yeah. consider that deep i mean we you could i can maybe make the argument 30 plus or 40 plus but 20 plus yards i think you know would be considered a deep ball uh last year he threw it 44 times 15 completions two touchdowns to four interceptions so the weird thing is i agree with you carson i don't believe has trouble throwing a deep ball but he has missed a sean a few times in practice he yep. missed him not today on Monday, but he did miss him Saturday and Friday when he had him. Had him. Uh, I think part of it is he's overthrowing Deshaun. I mean, maybe he thinks as fast as he is, maybe he really is airing it out there for him. So he's has has overthrown him once or twice. And the numbers from last year weren't great. Now they didn't have a great deep threat last year outside of my boy J Matt. But like they 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 <laughs> wait, have wait, it, wait. right. How is so, he how is he doing? Have you been keeping track at 49ers camp by the way? Well, yeah, I did see that a few 49ers reporters named him one of the standouts for the first <laughs> early practices. So. Here it comes. No, I mean, you know, not, not surprised, obviously, but uh, I'm excited for that uh, NFC Championship game matchup between the Niners and uh, the Eagles. But um, I think Carson's deep ball, I think his ability to throw it, I do think the touch can be off a little bit at times, but he's never had a player like Deshaun, so we'll be interested to see how it works. 
uh, this year. Can I can I do one more devil's advocate thing on oh, Deshaun please. really quick before we yeah. move to Carson? Yeah. So <clears throat> the one thing I'll say is, and clearly we've both been very positive, Deshaun is kind of built for training camp, right? Like he yeah. he is electric, right? Uh, other players are still kind of getting their legs under him. He's lightning quick all the time. You can't be super physical with him. You can't touch the quarterback. So I don't think either of us think Deshaun is going to have like 20 touchdowns and, you know, oh, be, no, no, uh, yeah. He's, he's going to have a very good year, right? But um, I do think that we're, where we'll really kind of see how much Deshaun's going to help this offense is going to be like come December when it's, when it's later and it's colder and it's come playoff time. That's my only devil's advocate, I'll say, to everyone that thinks we're just kind of like hyping Deshaun up like he's a top three receiver in the league. I don't know if he's top three. I mean, he might be top. I don't know, 15, 20-ish, but uh, I'm, you know, there's always that part of Deshaun you have to worry about. Well, and there is, and, and because there are people that I know uh, have tweeted you and me about like, hey, I haven't heard anything from J.J. Ortega-Whiteside yet. Like, what's going on? I haven't seen anything that's going on through there. Uh, I, I think a lot of, uh, along with what Elliot's saying is you're still trying to, to develop a chemistry with Deshaun. So most of the targets are going towards him in his way you're going to have every deep ball for the most part go go towards him too so it's it's not going to be like Deshaun's going to be targeted you know 15 20 times a game which it certainly seems like at practice so it's a lot of that and plus they they you know nothing's changed the same routines there once practice is done they're still working on timing routes and that's what this is all about we've both said that hey you know you this isn't going to be all of a sudden a a a 2,000 yard season or 1,500 yard season from Deshaun Jackson Um, there's just too many other weapons where you're going to be able to interchange and Deshaun's going to be a big part of that obviously but still exciting nonetheless like everybody's chomping at the bit to see it I'm I'm chomping at the bit to see it too Um, he's Really, yeah. really. I mean, really Deshaun's awesome to yeah, watch. Of like the yeah. dude has so much swag. Like his cleat game is ridiculous every day. Like he had the visor on today. So he's. I mean, look, he's been a great addition. The thing I'll say about JJ Arcega Whiteside, both good and bad. The, and I guess neither is really bad. But the reason he hasn't kind of stood out, you don't hear as much about him, is because when he was really killing it, was OTAs when a lot of the veteran receivers weren't there. Right. So he was getting first team reps. He was getting and he was making the most of them. So he did everything he should. The reality though is up until today when Matt Collins went out, we can talk about that, but he was fifth on the depth chart, right? He was behind the top three. He was definitely behind Hollins. And honestly, some of the like guys like Greg Ward and Sheldon Gibson weren't really getting reps over him, but they've been in the offense for two, three years. Uh, JJ's still kind of getting used to it. So sometimes they can't really run everything they want with him out there because he doesn't know the, I'm not saying he doesn't know the playbook, but he's still adjusting to it. Um, but look, Matt Collins today, didn't do teamwork, and you saw JJ get in there. Uh, yep. I think he had a catch today, actually. So, he did. He had um, one, and Hol- it was pretty nonchalant, too, yeah. Yeah, it was just a regular catch, but he was in there. And um, So I think Matt Collins being out is going to help is going to help JJ. Oh, yeah, big time. And that's that's kind of kind of to, to switch to there. And it, I mean, Matt Collins said it doesn't sound like it's that serious. Uh, I think I saw Paul Domowicz kind of tweet that out or have an article about that. So uh, we'll obviously keep tabs on that because that was – Again, you know, Elliot's been saying that that's not exactly a lock for him anyway. Uh, so any type of injury, if it's going to be more than a week, is is not really that great for him. And again, there's, you know, it sounds so weird to say, but there's, you know, Charles Johnson still having a really good camp for what he's doing. Um, I, unfortunately for Shelton Gibson, like this is, he's, I, I don't see him making this team. He dropped a couple of more balls today. It kind of reminds you of 2016 uh, a, a little bit there too. So hopefully it's not that serious for Matt Collins because I know that, you know, geez, I mean, he's had a long road to kind of get back here, and 
uh, Rube sat down and talked to him uh, not too long ago about all that. But I, I don't even know what to make of the the. I, I want to get back to Carson in a second, but I don't even know what to make of of that you know fifth and sixth slot again for wide receiver. So that's kind of a another interesting battle well, that's brewing there. Six? I, yeah, do I, I don't even I, I don't even know at this point, and if. Yeah, they might keep you know four tight ends versus five wide receivers. And who would that fourth tight end be, Mister Barcher? Well, that's that's as we debated. It's as Will Ty, obviously. <laughs> no, Josh Perkins makes a lot of sense. Um, and, yeah, it, it, I think he does. He can play receiver. He can play tight end. He was with the team last year. Yeah. Now, play receiver. I say that very loosely. He yeah. he knows the plays and can line up at receiver. I don't think he's like <laughs> an extremely productive player. As we saw but, in Tampa uh, Bay. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but uh, yeah, he he hasn't been great when they've thrown the ball at him. I think he's something like one out of three or something like that. So, um, but I would uh, I would seriously consider keeping him over over Mac Collins just because he's hurt all the time. And honestly, I don't get where this whole thing came where everyone knows Mac Collins is good. He had one long touchdown catch as a rookie, but didn't play at all last year and has been very inconsistent. So I still think he has a lot to prove outside of just being healthy. Uh, let's get back to Carson for a second, and I know that. Uh, you know, and even like we talked on Saturday, because I still believe the expectation should be high. I think that it is more or less uh, pretty much a, a failure with this type of roster, with Carson Wentz's ability as it stands right now, to to not get to the NFC Championship game is is a is a disappointment to me. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we keep talking about Carson in this. Like he's already at that level of he's a top three quarterback in the league, uh, et cetera, et cetera, which we all believe, at least tools wise, he is and can be and and get there. I, I mean, I don't I don't necessarily think he's there right now. And you can clearly see that he's progressed just in this you know last offseason. He looks a lot sharper. Uh, the accuracy looks a, a lot better so far. Um but he's not he's not a complete product and i think that's i feel like we talk about him a lot as a complete product do you agree well yeah and i just don't it's not just that eagles fans talk about him as a complete product it's like an insult if you like so all the lists come out and if he's not top 10 everyone just kind of chuckles and like yeah. oh what a, what a joke right but look like carson Last year, we can debate how good he was. He was probably better than he's given credit for. Still got hurt again, right? Yep, Last yep. year, has had two season-ending injuries. Played really well in 2017. But I think that it's unfair to Carson to say, like, he's already this because it diminishes the fact that when he comes out this year and does it, everyone shouldn't say, oh, told you so. It should be, <laughs> holy shit, this guy's really good again, right? Like, he, he, should, be, he should be afforded the luxury of going out and proving it and then getting the praise when he does it. He shouldn't already be viewed as a top three guy. Carson has things he has to work on. And that doesn't mean he that doesn't mean the contract's a mistake. That doesn't mean he's not one of the top young quarterbacks you'd want to build around. It just means that when you look at Carson and you don't talk about the injuries anymore, which is good, right? We're not sitting here talking about how many reps he took today and how many he sat out because of his ACL. We're not talking about him, uh, you know, looking a step slower because of his back. When you just talk about him as a football player. It is perfectly okay to say this guy still has some things he has to work on. Like he has to show he can win big games on the road. He has to show he can come up big in big spots. He hasn't had a lot of chances to do it, but he hasn't done it when he has. When he gets more of those chances, I'm interested to see how he does. We just talked about the deep ball. I do think that's something he could work on. He doesn't throw a bad deep ball, but I think it's something he could work on. He has issues fumbling the ball, right? Like these are all things Carson needs to work on, but 
that doesn't mean it, that doesn't mean he's a bad player. It just means the dude's only entering the fourth year of his career and has also missed essentially, I don't know if I added it up really quickly, like seven or eight games. So a half of a season for one of those three years. Yeah, and this is just kind of and we all we all kind of see that. And even Lewis Riddick who you know, is that, that clip kind of went around last week about how he needs to be more Magic Johnson than than uh, than Michael Jordan, and to an extent, I which I, I disagree with. By I, the way. To, to an extent, I agree, but probably like you, no man, go play how you play. Like go, yeah, if, exactly. If if it means that it's scrambling around for three or four seconds in the pocket, and then you hit Nelson Aguilar, if you hit Deshaun Jackson, and that's the that's the beauty of that, and that's kind of what I've been waiting for for a long time. Like Nelson filled that role in 2017 beautifully. Alshon, to an extent, does that too. If it's a scramble play. I want him looking for Deshaun all the time because he will get away. I mean, that's the point of it. If you have his ability to kind of move in and outside the pocket, and Doug Peterson has said multiple times, uh, you know, before and after and during when he got hurt, I want to get Carson on the move a little more. It's my fault I haven't got Carson on the move a little more. And that's a another point of emphasis. And I don't think he's bad from the pocket either, but I would say the weakest part of it is – is that pocket presence and learning how to maneuver that as a, instead of just you know I don't know skyrocketing or, or, or you know really just on a, on a sprint out to the right or left to go try and find somebody. It, do, it also doesn't mean that I don't want him to stay in the pocket. Like use everything. I don't want him to change a thing about his game and how he approaches yeah, and it. That's where I, I, I don't come think from. he should. Like no. I think the I think the biggest misconception about Carson is that he needs to protect his body more, that he needs to run less. I think Carson does a perfectly fine job protecting his body. The guy just got hurt. Like, I don't think it's a stylistic thing he has to change. I actually think he does a good job navigating the pocket and keeping his eyes down the field. And you've really seen that since he was a rookie. Like, that play he had to Darren Sproles where he stepped up, rolled out, didn't run, and threw it. Like, to me, that's as a rookie, you do that. That shows you have that ability. Um, I just think... You know, if Carson, you can say you think Carson's a top three quarterback. Not you, but I'm saying in general, the public can say they're top three, but but he's not. He's not top five. He might be top ten, and maybe at the end of this year we'll say, you know what, he is top five. But he's not really in that upper upper elite level yet because he hasn't done it long enough, and he hasn't proved he can do it for 16 games. And even if he is like, which I think he is. I mean, he's. Uh, it's a no brainer that he's a top ten quarterback, and with these weapons, is it know, definitely no brainer though? Yes, right it, now, yeah, like, of course right it is. Now. Of course it is. There's, okay, I'm a, okay. I mean, all right. I don't think it's as no brainer as you think it is. Uh, let me. I'm gonna pull up the uh, the passing stats from last year. I will go. We'll go over some names. And again, not insulting Carson. Just saying. Let's be honest. Tom Brady. No. Patrick Mahomes. No. Drew Brees. No. Philip Rivers. I'd say yes, close, but that's me. Close, yeah, yeah, yeah. Close. All right, five. Andrew Luck. Uh, yes. That's six. Uh, Deshaun Watson. I would take Carson. You could probably debate I'm, it. I'm, a little. I'm. I, oddly enough, I lean a, a, a tiny, the teeniest, tiniest bit to Watson. All right, so we'll do seven then. Okay. Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson no. is eight. Yeah, that's um, that was just regular season. Uh, Matt Ryan. Uh, no. Even though I know okay. I, it's not, a, and, and Matt Ryan has a lot of stats and he looks really good, but in terms of just like playing the position, I'd rather take Carson. Okay, I mean that's all right. That's pretty crazy when you consider everything. No, I, 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 all right. Well, go ahead. It's fine. Okay. All right. So we won't do Aaron Rodgers, which I think yeah, is a enough. pretty obvious one. But right. th- that's eight. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Cam Newton. 
Um, and that would probably be it of guys I would debate. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, look. Well, and this is, know, it's always hard. Somewhere between eight and 12, I would say that. D- d- fine. Yeah, we can we can go with that. And and I think people, and that's Ben Roethlisberger as well. I would take Carson, but I, Ben obviously I, is yeah, pretty accomplished. Yeah, and that's that's the problem, right? Like it's it's hard to go. Well, all right, check out this person's resume. That's this this long, and look at all the stats that they've well, acquired. And, and and it's hard. So there has to be projection in there somewhere, which is why I think he'll easily play like a top ten quarterback uh, this this season with you know all the weapons that are in front of him. If he doesn't, then we're going to have a, a lot of questions about how good he really is. But I'm. Way more on the side that he could kind of creep up to the top five as opposed to be the bottom of the ten. Well, yeah. What would you, on a larger picture, not just saying uh, with Carson, but like, what would you say is a top ten quarterback? Is it like top ten in touchdowns? Is it a mixture? Like, what defines a top ten quarterback for you? I think it's it's a mixture of a lot of things to me. I think it's you know how uh, I really do put stock in as much as we make fun of it on this podcast in you know air yards, their attempts per. Uh, per throw and how far it's going. Are you pushing it downfield? Is the offense pushing it down the field? I don't really link that just to the quarterback because it's in your offense as well. Uh, I think touchdown to interception ratio is a is a big deal. Um, I think that you know yards are fine, but they're kind of fluffy. Uh, I, you know completion percentage is okay, but it's kind of fluffy. QBR is okay, but it's a little fluffy. Like I I lean towards more of that, and then what your eyes are telling you, and kind of mix it all together. So. That, that's so I would, I, I would agree with your first two. Uh, touchdown and interception ratio, I think, is definitely a good one. Um, and one thing you definitely notice, I mean, clearly Carson is, is way better than Nate Sudfeld. But, like, one thing you notice between the two is just how much Carson in practice pushes the ball down the field Nate Sudfeld does not. And Clayton Thorson definitely doesn't. Clayton looks like he's afraid to throw the ball past five yards at this point. Like, Which, by the he way, does not seem- may I add, probably the worst, and me and Jimmy Kemsky were talking about this, probably the worst throw we've seen in training camp today was yeah, you want to go ahead and describe that one? He okay, and it was a uh, a little bit of a scramble out to the right, but once he planted his feet, like there was nobody around him, there wasn't any pressure or right. sack or anything, and I can't remember, but there was somebody open in the middle of the field, and this is going up against the, some of the second and third team defense. But he stepped into it and threw the worst duck I've ever seen in my life that probably landed like seven yards short of his intended uh, spot, and uh, somehow well, the worst part. Oh, yeah, the worst ahead. part was that, like, the dude was open when he was in the pocket. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Like, Clayton didn't need to scramble to do that. So he scrambled out and tried to hit him, and it was, yeah, it was abysmal. Um, but no, like, with Clayton, I think it's perfectly okay that he doesn't know what he's looking at yet. He's a rookie, a fifth-round pick at that. So, uh, but he's he's looked really bad. But but back to Carson, he does do a really good job pushing it down the field. You can see the difference, just how aggressive he is versus Nate Sudfeld and how aggressive Nate is. But... The last thing I'll add, and you're going to hate this, but oh, I'm going to say it. Fantastic. QB wins. QB wins. Ugh. Like, I, I got to see Carson step up in big moments. I have to. Like, I just do. Like, when I was going over these list of guys, I didn't say Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford is very talented, in my opinion. Yeah. The dude's like 500 in eight years in the NFL career and consistently loses big games. Can't take him seriously. I need to see Carson to be a legit top 10 guy and definitely to be top five. I need to see him go out and, you know, like beat Tom Brady at home. I need to see him go out and defend home field against Russell Wilson. Go to Dallas and beat Dak Prescott, something he hasn't done the last three times they've played. So that, that does matter to me when I'm talking about, you know, 
turning Carson into a finished product. One of the final things he needs is the ability to show that in a big game heading into the week, you can say, you know what? Like, the Eagles are good because they have Carson Wentz. I don't think you can really say that yet in terms of feeling confident about a win. I think that's all part of the the growing product and what we're talking about. Because yep. I think it's important, too. But again, this is where I, I don't know if it's necessarily – I just dropped coffee all over myself. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily – like the the biggest emphasis when it comes to that though and that's the difference between you and me on this i need to see it i don't need it to be a part of uh, you know like he's he's the ultimate winner he can win in any situation and i've seen everything so now it's impossible for him to lose you know all of the fourth quarter comebacks are important uh winning the game with the with the ball in your hand is important you know that you need to go all those things to be great to be able to be in those top fives i i absolutely yeah. agree but i think we also get into that thing where it's just like Oh man, you know, uh, I, why not just go to toe to toe with somebody? Or why not? Why why isn't there like credit for blowing out teams? You know, like that's not as impressive. What is impressive is uh, adversity, and like we get into these, you know, football narratives all the time. Got to see those fourth quarter comebacks when, you know, don't be don't be behind in the fourth quarter as well. Right. Well, but so I understand I think, it's like, important blowing too. teams out. I think blowing teams out consistently gets you into that. 12 to 8 range that we just talked about, right? But I think what 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 gets what Carson needs to show this year and what'll get him into where the ranking everyone always wants him is, like last year going into New Orleans, everyone said this is a big game for Carson, you know, on the road, NFC opponent, uh tough place to play, crucial game in the season. Got blown out. You know, then there was, then it was okay, they're going into Dallas. We also know season why. on the line. You know, I mean, that's, we also know why too. I mean, it's just well, he threw three interceptions. I mean, I know, but if if he if he went in there a hundred percent healthy, it's different from like being held out the entire rest of the year. You know, like there's there are big I mean, differences. I guess I, I don't honestly like I don't know. I get the whole Carson gets a little bit of a pass because he was hurt last year, and I'm not diminishing it, but I kind of am. Like I mean, we saw him. No one thought he looked hurt throughout the year. Like I feel like it was more used as an excuse afterwards because you knew it and that's fine like he'll be fully healthy this year but i'm also just saying like after this year i need to know that if the eagles are going into a big game against a good opponent carson has shown me he can win that game and i'm not ripping him for saying he hasn't done it but i think that is one step in his uh you know becoming the player he can be he has to take oh yeah he absolutely needs to do that um, but it, I think we again. I think there's just so much emphasis on on that that it kind of blinds you from all the other good things that uh, he's done in his career so far. And again, in how many opportunities? I think you counted him up at one point, like big time games. How many has he been in, really? Anyway, six. Well, I mean, it's it's quite a yeah, it's quite a bit. So, I would say, especially last year. I guess in the grand scheme of things, compared to quarterbacks that have played five plus years, it's yeah, not a lot. Right. Um, right. And, and he's been in them. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, and he yeah he hasn't done great in those specific situations. I'm not, I'm not arguing that, and uh, and we do need yeah. to see it. But that's all part of. You know, why, we, we can say all these things, but that's why it doesn't take the expectation away from me that, you know, with this roster, you need to be able to go far because the finish, the non-finished product is still fantastic and it should be a great distributor of the football. And hopefully all of this kind of transfers over as uh, as we get near um, football season. Let me, let me say one, one more Carson thing before we move on to sure, the question. Sure, sure. Oh, and now I forget it. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> 
Oh man, I wish I forgot. I guess it'll. I guess it'll well, be on the next. I tell you what, because th- this is something I never forget. And before we get into the, oh, questions, wait, I remember it. Okay, I remember it really quick. All right. It's the, the fact that he's even in the discussion for the top ten, considering he's had two season-ending it's <laughs> two season-ending injuries, speaks to how talented he is. We oh, all yeah. know he's talented. Yes. he wouldn't even be in the discussion if he was. You know, if, if there if he had the talent that most quarterbacks do, the dude's extremely talented. I just personally think there's a big difference between being eight and twelve and being like definite top ten. Uh, you know, I I definitely agree. And of course, as always, we uh, we love to hear from you at the the Go Birds Pod for our mail take bank, which has questions and takes and uh, all of the uh, goodness that you could have in uh, in one segment. It's brought to you by Cinch.com right now. Use the promo code GoBirds at cinch.com, C-Y-N-C-H.com, and you get, that is right, not only your propane delivered, but your propane tank delivered to you for just the small price of $10. I keep telling you guys this. It has saved my summer uh, as we uh, keep uh, heading towards grilling season. I mean, we're just in the middle of it. So, uh, you know, the the stupidest part about grilling with the propane is actually having to drag here tank and go get it filled up and i don't have to worry about that anymore uh it's one of the best delivery services i've ever used and uh, you guys should get on it too cinch.com c-y-n-c-h.com promo code go birds and your first tank is only ten dollars for new subscribers and i apologize to the entire city of glassboro new jersey they say they are still working on it so but they are they are expanding quickly so go check out if cinch can help you uh just by uh typing in your zip into uh into their little search there for you so uh elliot shore parks uh we start off with uh actually from uh, donald c58 would love an update when the running back competition for the last two spots is Corey clement in danger is sproles a lock and how about smallwood and our lo- local boy josh adams what have you noticed out of the uh, the running backs so far well, uh, top three are definitely locks. I mean, Sproles, uh, Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders. And what stood out to me among the top three before we get into the bottom half of the roster at running back is Jordan Howard is dominating the carries among first team running backs. I think I have him at like eight or nine carries with the first team and Miles Sanders maybe has two. So it's early on. That could change later when they maybe feel a little more comfortable with Miles Sanders. But right now it's kind of what we thought heading into the season, which is San- – uh, Jordan Howard is going to dominate the, t- the touches on the ground, but Miles Sanders will be a little more involved in the passing game where Jordan Howard won't be. Um, at the bottom of the roster, uh, look, Corey Clement still isn't taking team reps, so that's obviously not great for his chances. Uh, I think Wendell Smallwoods look really good. Um, Josh Adams has looked pretty good. I think he fumbled today and quickly picked it up, but overall I think he's looked pretty good. Um uh, so I would still say it's kind of between those two. I think Boston Scott's like out of the conversation. I don't think he's going to make the roster. He had a drop today. Yeah. Uh, what what do you, what do you think? I, uh, I I I if I had to pick a guy right now, I couldn't tell you. Like it's just yeah, it's, it, tough. it's such a mixed bag. I think Corey Clement might be an interesting surprise cut if that if it goes towards there, and you know just like Cher and the Rolling Stones and. God knows whatever is left over, but Wendell Smallwood might be here again. You know that's that's how. But he does earn is. his roster. Oh, he does. Yeah, worth. absolutely, yeah. he does. Yeah, I'm not trying to yeah. slight him in the least. Like as as much as we can think, whatever about his talent, but he works his ass off day in and day out, um, and it shows. And and again, like he, I would say, out of that bottom rung, has been the most impressive guy at training camp. So. You know, and you can't make the club while you're in the tub, unfortunately. I don't know if the, there are some that subscribe to the five running back theory. 
I don't I don't think that's going to happen. But do, do you think that they could carry five active? Well, we can go through it pretty quickly. Like, so let's say they keep. Uh, well, I don't know. Let's not do our whole fifty-three. But I think they 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 could keep they could keep five. I definitely think they could, especially if they go light at a wide receiver and they don't go a four um, four tight ends. But I, I think they they could keep five. They've done it before. The three are a lock. I really don't think they want to cut Corey Clement. I, no, I, I don't think they don't do think either. That. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they're look. He's maybe only 80% a lock versus 100% that some other players are, but I think he's his roster spot's pretty secure. You don't go from trusting that guy the way they did in the Super Bowl. It wasn't like just he came out of nowhere. That game plan involved Corey Clement trusting him that much to cutting him a year later. So I think he's going to – he he is has a really good shot of making the team still. Uh, from a good friend, Dr. Seuss1182, also known as Hubie, uh, what have you seen out of Josh Sweat so far to make you think – that the Eagles don't need Chris Long. Uh, interesting because you actually wrote an article saying the Eagles desperately need Chris Long, basically. Uh, yeah, so me and him might disagree on this. <laughs> well, it's more of a question. Yeah. Well, hey, look, and I don't think it's anti-Josh Sweat. I think it's tough for um, it's tough for young defensive ends to stand out in training camp, I think, because you're not tackling, you can't hit the quarterback, uh, and all those things. Um, I, I don't think Josh Sweat has really stood out I guess I don't. I guess it is a negative. I don't mean it as such, but um, I don't think he's shown anything concerning. But I just think early on, not a lot of the young defensive ends have stood out. But I just think with Chris Long, like why not just bring him in? You can still play Josh Sweat. Um, I just think they, if Chris Long's willing to come in, I, I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, there. Well, same. Uh, I actually think him and Dillard have been battling pretty well over the last couple of days agreed um but again we don't know what the the barometer is for that and honestly you're probably not gonna know any new offensive defense whatever it is or second year guys first year guys until you get into that first preseason game but um i would say josh sweat is standing out it's just not you you can't really kill anybody in these uh in these first few days of uh of practice here Mm -hmm. uh did does anyone look out of shape to you that's from debru crew 99 and the only guy that um Looked out of shape because he puked on the field. Was that Chris Ryan, if I remember correctly? Maybe. Uh, who's yeah, the uh, well, backup offensive tackle? The, the interesting thing is, so just from doing the pod as much as we have, and then we had the radio show, and then calling it a WIP, like one of the common questions is, you know, who's having a bad camp? And I can't really think of anyone that yeah. stood out really bad. I mean, maybe Nate Sudfeld hasn't been great at times, but – I don't think anyone in their play has kind of cost themselves a job yet. Like certain guys, like Boston Scott's roster spot got hurt. Darren Sproles came in, um, like those type of things. But I don't think anyone has played poorly yet. It was not like Patrick Robinson, who ended up being phenomenal, but in 2017 was really bad in training camp and stood out every day. Uh, do you think anyone has? I mean, outside of like, and I'll I'll even say he's improved. But the first couple of days with uh, Kessler being out there, you just go, "Holy crap!" It almost looks yeah, like he stepped true. back from the spring. Uh, it's actually had a couple of pretty good days um, that he's put together back to back. And Thorson's kind of regressed a little bit. Uh, Shelton Gibson he hasn't is looked so much good. better than Thorson. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right yeah, now. yeah. He is, and like I didn't I didn't think that at the time because I was going like, "Holy cow!" But you know, I, I think that's still why Thorson's probably going to make the roster overall because he can keep developing and it'll be cheaper and. 
Um, I don't, you know, who knows? Who knows about? Uh, I'd, be, I'd also be a little more worried of putting a quarterback through waivers than I would another position. Yeah. So I, I don't, yeah. you know, like maybe Joe Douglas picks him up or something like that. He was a fifth round pick quarterback. That's not super late. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's just, it's basically Nate Sudfeld, one round uh, kind of sooner there. Uh, Elite quarterback prospect, Nate Sudfeld. <laughs> just a, a random one for our good friend, uh, did Ben Simmons. Mega three. Who is your least favorite player in the NFL? If you had to choose one, there he is. B. Oh, my least favorite player in the NFL. Yeah. I'm trying to think who annoys me because I don't think he's good, and everyone else does. Um, oh man, that is a tough one. It's a couple of people that fit um, that mold. Uh, all right, you 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 go and let me let me think for a minute. Let me see here. I'll let's. I tell you what. Let's think on that, and I'll come back to it because that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty deep question. Well, I mean, Matt. I mean, I was gonna say Sam Bradford, but he's oh, he's yeah. not in the league, I guess. Um, I mean, Eli not Manning pretty yet. annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I would say already Daniel Jones is already annoying me because it's just like I, I, I almost feel bad for him. I don't. Uh, I you know like <laughs> I, you know it's Dave Gettleman's fault overall, but I just like hate looking his face. I hate every time. It's just like man, I just can't get at you know they just look so similar. This Eli Manning, this Daniel Jones, like who cares? Yeah, just teach him how to throw a football, and then uh, and then I'll start caring about that. I think so. that overall the thing that annoys me most in the NFL right now is Dave Gettleman. So like not a yeah. player, but just. How like, and again, I cover the Eagles, so like I see how a smart smart organization is run, and I'm not just saying that to pander to the fan base. Like they are legitimately really smartly run organization, and the Giants just do so many things where it's like, God damn, are they dumb? <laughs> yes, yeah, constantly, like time and time and time again. I did want to put this in there too. Obviously, we haven't. Uh, Orlando Scandrick is is now with the team. He was out there, and he played uh, primarily nickel only. Um, which I don't remember him doing in his career. Uh, we haven't really gotten to that signing. Obviously, with uh, LeBlanc being injured, it makes uh, sense, at least in that. Um, I've never been a fan of Skandrick. I don't think I ever will be. And as long as he's not starting, whatever. You know, it's a, it's a body. He was here. a little a better guy. last year than people give him credit yeah, for. I didn't, I didn't see him at all last year, to be honest. So I, I don't know. Well, I don't his know stats, I mean – Cornerback stats are subjective, but uh, Sports Info Solution had him giving up 55 catches and 500 plus snaps and batting away 11 passes. So you know he also gave up six touchdowns, most yeah. on the team. So that's not great. But uh, I, um, for what it's worth, he looked pretty good out there today. So you know, I mean, yeah, he had a good pass breakup, if I remember correctly. But but again, that's an NFL vet that's going up against you know a lot of rookies, a lot of first year players, and. Think things of that too. So, uh, well, that's the benefit of bringing in a vet versus going with guys like Shandon Sullivan. You know true. what I mean? Like, that's why I like the signing. Yeah. Um. I don't. Again, I don't think he's any good. But uh. But, right. but that's that. Uh, he's your favorite player in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Uh, keep the questions coming as always. Uh, we will get to as many as we possibly can throughout I got the week. A, I got a question from the comments oh, okay. on the pod. Go for the it. Reviews. Yeah. Uh, so first of all, shout out. Thank you for the review. Five stars. Um, this is from Dougie P for president. Uh, rumor has it Camus has looked great this camp. In my opinion, last year he showed spurts of great athleticism and made some big plays. Do you think he's developing to a legit, legit linebacker? Uh, I'll let you take this, but my answer is just a very simple yes. I think he's looked very good. I think he's going to be their number two linebacker behind Nad, Nigel, and he's going to be a three-down linebacker uh, for him. Can I, can, I, um, can I say who your surprise cut might be because of it, or do you want to hold on to that? No, you can say it. Go ahead. I you, Elliot leaned over and goes, you know, I what if what if Zach Brown is the surprise cut? Um, which 
I was like, at first I go, no, that's not really true. I don't think that doesn't make any sense if they were going to sign him and then do all this different stuff. But then, you know, you see Kamu kind of emerging and he's probably, I would say, outside, at least in terms of the defensive side of the ball, he's probably had the best camp of anybody. Like he looks spectacular. Well, I might give it to your boy, Sydney, but outside well, of that, yeah. He, uh, 1A, 1B. Very good. Yeah. And uh, God, I can't believe those words came out of your mouth. Uh, I know. I, I got to give him <laughs> credit when it's there. Um, I think Kamu is in a great spot to start. Um, that's that's, and you could use to me. You could still use Zach Brown in a lot of different ways, and you know, uh, thud and and on on first or third downs or something like that. But um, I think it's going to be a, it might be end up being a mixed bag. But Kamu is has looked spectacular. Like he is that God. He made a play. Was that on Saturday? Um, where when he picked off Wentz? Yeah, and that was I think that was going to Deshaun. If, I'm, if I remember correctly, maybe or I thought it was Alshon, but he did Alshon, a very good job, kind of like reading it and figuring out. Um, you know, he obviously just read it, and also to do it in a seven on seven, you rarely see interceptions in seven on seven, especially for the yeah. I mean, it is that is seven on seven is pro offense most of the time, without question. Um, yeah. So we always, and by the way, this is a little note: always make fun of the the quarterback that pulls it down on seven on seven. Just throw the ball. <laughs> Yeah, Cody Kessler did that actually. I think he did it again today too. Yeah, Um, yeah. It's uh, I I would say that has been the the most talked about thing in the offseason in terms of depth of like, oh, where's the where's all the linebacker? How how are the linebackers going to ever hold it together? And then you're already seeing, you know, Bradham didn't really uh, wasn't out there for any team drills or anything. But um, I think all of the uh, all of the different uh, the, the rotations that they've used so far, it's giving you a lot of confidence paul uh, warlow was down today so uh he's probably just dealing with some minor stuff and of course uh tomorrow we'll leave it for tomorrow because i'll do we'll, we'll do a little short one uh too depending on what happens you would imagine tomorrow is going to be a pretty light practice right i would think so i yeah. think that this upcoming thursday they're off friday um, could be a, a pretty heavy one. It'll be a week before their first game. They'll kind of go into game prep. So I would think Tuesday, uh, Wednesday will be rather late, and then Thursday will be like probably the most physical practice of camp. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, so look, uh, obviously, we'll, every time that there's a practice, we'll have something for you. Uh, and just uh, like uh, Ellie was saying, if you can't get through on the Twitter.com, you can always leave it in the reviews. Five stars, questions there. Uh, we will start doing that from now until the end of time as we get into it because I know not everybody's on social media or email or or whatever it is. So, um, and again, you can find us at Go Birds Pod. Uh, just uh, search it out; it will be there somewhere. Uh, I talked to a, f- a few folks over the week, and I know we said that there was going to be a big announcement today that involves your help. We're going to hold off on that because there might be a very, 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 very special guest to kind of kick this thing off. I'm really, really excited about it. I think you guys will be too. Uh, tomorrow, I uh, I talked to Alex Singleton a little bit today, and it's probably the best interview we've ever done. Uh, you were straight up giddy coming into the lock <laughs> and coming back into the media house afterwards. So uh, I'm surprised he might need a restraining order against you soon, but That's he probably true. appreciates the love. Yes, of course. Uh, might need, uh, you know, it was the best four minute and 30 second interview we've ever done, but uh, you'll hear you from go. him. Um, and again, if there's here, here's the other thing too. If there's something, because listen, we already have one Big J Journal. All right, that's Elliot. He's one of the best at finding stories and quotes and things like that. My job while I'm there is to, for all the fun stuff. So if there's something that you want me to ask, literally anybody, I will do it. 
I might, you know, get chapped assed for it. I might somebody might yell at me for doing it. I don't, let's have fun. Like this is I'm I am you in the locker room. You tell me and where you want to go. That's the job to be too. You're a man of the people. Yeah, like that's what we need from you. You tell me where to go, and I'll go and I'll ask it. Uh, it was it was uh, heavy on the uh, Rita's water ice. We're taking you know we're taking a poll amongst the locker room there. So whatever you guys want, just uh, let us know at the Go Birds Pod. Uh, Elliot, any final takes before we leave? No, man. I'm just I'm ready. Um, today was good. I'm tired, but I'm uh, going to force myself to go to the gym because I'm not putting weight <laughs> on during this football season. It is my number one goal. Oh, yeah. That's uh, that's my final take. There are a lot of beats that lost weight. I'm proud of every single one of you, especially. Yeah, Zach. you're actually you're right about that. Zach Berman right. looks fucking awesome, uh, by the way. Shout out to Zach for looks good. putting down the yep. dairy and the You've pizza. You've lost some weight. I've, not, I'm, I'll, I'll say it so you don't have to. Thank you. I'm down about 15, hopefully by 2025, by, you know, mid season we're we're getting we're getting there but uh, shout out to everybody it looks in and by, is tough but yes. i'm here to score you <laughs> and uh, don't wear gray t-shirts when it's going to be hot and you're going to sweat that's my that's my note to everybody because i look like an asshole today call back, yeah. <laughs> uh for elliot shore parks i'm john barcher this has been the go birds pod right here on radio.com and sports radio 94 wip go birds <laughs>